Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe Kissing. Man, we got special guests in the building. Man, this guy right here, man, Mr. Doug himself, my boy, Lil Will. What's the deal, baby? Hey, what's going down, brother? Oh, man, cooling on it. Cooling on it. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting a bad reception. Give me give me one second to step out the building. Oh, most definitely, most Hey, brother, I'm back. I'm back. What's going on? Cool. Hey, man, thank you for coming on the show, bro. I appreciate you, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's our love. It's our love. You know what's crazy? I'm actually at uh, at my kids' uh, Christmas recital. Just stepped out the building, though. Oh, man, bro. Man, I wish you would have told me, man. We could have uh we could have pushed it back if it was necessary, man. Oh man, you know it ain't no trip. It ain't no trip. I mean, I'm in between kids right now. My first grader just went. So I got like two more classes before my third grader go on. Right, 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 right. I definitely get that. Down to the business then, man. We ain't gonna play no games, man. Listen, bro. Um man, I, I just um to you, man. I wanna go back to uh jumped in the game, man. Like, what what inspired you, man, to, um, have you always had that love for music like that, or, or what inspired you to really start picking up the pen, man? Oh, man, I mean, ever since I could remember, man, I, I, I love music, you know what I'm saying? Like, my mother, man, she was real influential on, you know, just me and having that ear for music, man, like, growing up with a mom, like, I got, I mean, shit, I was listening to, uh, Cool Modi, you know what I'm saying, uh, Raw Bass, and, uh, you know what I'm saying, man? I let before I even really just knew how to walk, man. She would put me up on it, Rock Hill, Island guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the first CD, my first actual ever CD, she when it first me was uh, Snoop. Murder was the case that they gave me. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So you know, it was just it was turn. <laughs> Yeah, 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 man. And then, you know, she she made sure I kept a whole different type of, you know, because it wasn't just only rap. It was, I was listening to Mariah Carey, Anita Baker, Regina Bell, all that, you know, so it was wide range. Right, right. So um, at, at, at what point did you decide, you know what I'm saying, like you wanted to go into the rap field? What, at what point did, did you decide to do that? Man, uh, I mean, I was out, I used to always dib and dab with rap, but I never really took it serious. But uh, I had moved to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta when I was uh, 14, and uh, I started this group with uh, with my partner, Mom, RP Mom, man, that's T.I. Little Cousin. And uh, we had a group out there, and uh, we was doing some work with Toomp at the time, and that's when I just really started to take it serious, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So were you um were you in Texas then or you were out there in Atlanta? Yeah, no, nah, I was in Atlanta. Okay, okay. Are you originally from Texas or 
No, no, no. I'm originally from New Orleans. What? Yeah, 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 man. I was born at Medicare's Hospital, man, New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I never knew that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved to Dallas when I was, what, 10 years old? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So now, uh, when you when when you move when you move to Dallas, and um, I mean, how, how was the music scene like when you started getting in the game? You know, you know they, they had some heavy hitters that was in the game or whatever. Um, what were some of the artists that that influenced you? Oh man, I never forget, bro. When I first when I moved to Dallas, it was uh I had well my mother had already been here. And I had went back to New Orleans. So uh, I didn't actually just, like, really stay here till I was maybe, like, 12, you know what I'm saying, 11, 12. And uh, that was around 98, 99, man. And I'll never forget around that time, uh, Juvenile was real, real big, man. I, I remember on my trip here, I was listening to 400 Degrees the whole way here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, was, it was crazy around that time. Juvenile was real big. But when I made it to Dallas, Mr. Pookie was so stupid at the time, bro. It was just crazy, man. And then Pookie had that different flow that, you know, it just it was different to me, man. And it was so just, it was fast, but then he had a lot of melodic thing going on, you know what I'm saying, with Joel singing on there. So it was real crazy, man. I, I, I'll never forget that. Wow, man. That's crazy. So um, you start you start to get get involved in the culture, um, get your breath on or whatever. You, you remember what was the first um, first song that you ever put out that really started catching some traction? Uh, the first song I put out that uh, people started just really listening, I mean, like, I started getting some feedback from was uh, a jam I did, and uh, I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, and uh, I made a song, man, about the uh, about the officer at our school. <laughs> wow! Because <laughs> uh, I had, you know, I was bad as shit, got into some trouble, and uh, I ended up getting suspended. So the first day of my suspension, I wrote the song, went to my homie studio, laid it, and I was suspended for uh, two weeks. When I came back to school in two weeks, everybody at school knew the jam. This Are you sick? Bruh, cat, my partner Move, man, that's his name right now. Shouts out to homie Move out there in L.A. But, uh, yeah, he had made the track or whatever, and he had just put together a mixtape and started selling them at school. When I came back to school, brought me, me in the parking lot, like, say, I got something free. Like, that. I meet him at his car. He gave me $250. Like, what the hell you get this for? Man, I've been selling your tapes. My tapes? What, what you talking about? <laughs> Wow. We had to print it up like maybe 50, 60 copies and was slinging them up at school, man. Had my cut of the money and everything when I came back. Man, hey, shout, what was his name, man? Move. Man, shout out to Move, man, for being a real one, man. Salute to that man, man. That man brought you that bag, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I know. I was 15 years old, man. Homie called me in the parking lot. Yo, man, he got your money, man. It's your cut, man. We got to make some more songs. <laughs> wow. So so then at that point, so then at that point, that, that's when that's when you really started to, um, that's when you really started to. 
Yes, yes, yes. That's when I uh I mean that's really when I started to take it serious, man. You know, like really take my studio time serious, sit down and orchestrate real songs and just link it up. I mean like a month or two after that, we got linked up with two, you know, the uh producer for uh T I he was a producer for Grand Hustle for a long time. But uh we linked with two, got to doing a lot of things and uh I got into some trouble in Atlanta and my pop sent me back out here to Dallas with my mom and uh a month later, man, they killed my homie Lil Mon, man. So it was really just my, you know, like really taking it that serious, my tribute to the fam, man. Because homie was right. serious about it. He was real serious about it. You know what I'm saying? I had never just, I had never been in a real upscale studio until I started dealing with the little homie. You know what I'm saying? And brother, right. like, a year younger than me. Wow. Wow. How was, um, so, so you actually got a chance to work with Toop, though? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Me and Toon, I think me and Toon got maybe five. Me and Toon had maybe five or six songs that he produced for us way before of my Dougie or anything. I'm talking about years before that. Man, are you serious, bro? Uh yeah. bro. Yes, man. Uh, shout, uh, shout out to Toon, man. You know what I'm saying? Like Toon, Toon is really legendary, man, in the game, and he he made some. He got some bangers under his belt, man. Oh yeah, man, he a real, real legend, man. I mean, Toop showed me a a, a a a a work ethic that was outrageous, man. Toop, the only producer I ever seen that uh, make four different tracks at one time. Are you serious? I'm I, on my life, man. They can't. The man has sections in his studio where he has a four section. He has a sectioned off into four sections, and it's just. It's in a circle, and right. he's he at one, and he's working. He turn around and get to the other one working, then turn to the right, work on that one, then back to the left, then back to the back, then back forward. I mean, just crazy, crazy work ethic, man. Wow, did that did that kind of condition you in in a way by by um coming up under his administration, man? Oh yeah, definitely, man, definitely, man. Because I mean. At that time, you know, Tip was just really taking off, so we was going in there rocking with Tip. Like, man, say, we the hottest young things in Atlanta right now. And, you know, Tip, man, y'all see how I work in here? And Tip ain't going to really be trying to hit that if it ain't five, man, so we got to come on with it. We need at least boom, 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 boom. So he just made it to where, man, when I came to the studio, I made sure I at least had five verses that snapped. I'm talking about now, I would, every verse I wrote back then, man, I was trying to go harder than T.I. Wow. So, now, man, that that that's big, man. Like, this is this is really, hey, man, y'all really getting the exclusive right now, man. This man yeah. to work with legendary too, man. You, you know, now, how, how did how did it get to the point to where? the song that puts you into a label situation. Because you were from the asylum, right? Yeah, 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 asylum. What song that actually catapulted you to um, a label deal? Oh, man, my Dougie, man, Dougie, Dougie. Uh, uh, at the time, I was... Uh, you say what? How did my Dougie come about? Like, what, what, what inspired that? Man, uh... I was, you know, I was still caught up in that street life, man, at the time. So the homies, really the homies really inspired it because they came at me, my homeboy, Rude, man, Free Rude, boy, Free Spain. 
uh, Rude came at me and was like, bro, we need a club gym, man. We need something. You know, they're going to love in the club, man, something for the women or something. So I was like, man, you know, I ain't that type of rapper, man. He was like, just try it, little bro. So I got me all sack, man, went, blazed me a couple. I'm sitting back looking at TV and catch Cameron on uh on paid in full and shit. Talking about, look, I hit him with the Dougie. I loaded up a track and just got the right and like shit. I know, you know, he want a club jam. Shit, niggas love to dance in the club. So if I had these niggas doing this Dougie dance to this little jam right here, they gonna love it. I rolled it. I uh, I actually, I didn't, I didn't even go lay it that first night. I uh, I called my manager Smurf. It's like, bro, you need to hear this song, man. He came to the crib. I rapped it for him. And they were like, man, that bitch a hit. You got to lay it ASAP. Went to the studio right. this day. I laid it. Uh, I called Big E the day after that. Like, man, we finna do something serious with it. I need an original track. Met up with E the day after that. Put the original uh, beat over it. And from there, managers went nuts, man. Shouts out to DJ Q and DJ G-Rock for believing in that shit, man, and pushing it the way they did. Wow, man. Who actually made that track? Yeah, 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 Big E did. Hey, that track. Man, shout out to Big E, man. I'm talking about, did he did he put the track around um, pieces that you had like, the idea and concept that you already had wrote already, or like it was the, you heard the beat and they kind of based it off that, or it was, which one was it? Nah, he, he built the track straight off of my flow, my melodic flow. He really... He didn't, and then he didn't even build it around the course. He built it off of walk up on the set, step in with a swag, and from he built the damn track around there, man. And it was, it was a blessing. Oh man, man! When that song hit, man, it really took off running when it hit. How was that? I would like to have like a number one hit in the world, man. Like, like what? It was, man, it was real crazy for me, man, because at the time, you know, I was doing a lot of moving around and stuff. So I make it back to the city, man, and do the look on the radio talking about Dallas Home got the number one song in the nation. Lou Will and drop my jam. Man, I must have went nuts, man. Jumped out the goddamn real top. I was, I was sitting in the car. Look, I'm, I was at the dentist. <laughs> yeah. I was in front of the dentist, man, sitting in the car. And uh, I hear that. And should I jump out? The people coming out the dentist looking at me crazy, thinking something wrong with me. I'm like, hey, this me, man. I know what's wrong So, yeah, it was, man, there was a lot of love, too, man. Wow. So at that point, like when when the song actually y'all you they, they broke the song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I w- who actually broke the song, I would say was DJ Q and G Rock man because the song it was already a street banger. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't at that point in time you couldn't go nowhere in Dallas without hearing my Dougie man. It was on every mixtape. It was getting played in every club. So, I mean, the radio didn't even have a choice but to pick it up, man. i never forget when I went and met with Candy, with John Candy at 97.9. I 
he was like, man, it's, it's stupid buzzing across the streets, man. Well, we really ain't got no choice. You know what I'm saying? We getting calls and requests for it. And wow. it's like we behind. So it was, yeah, it was crazy. So like, so when, when, when that, when that ended up happening, um, asylum reach out to, to, um, to you or, you know, y'all talk or man, when that happened, I say maybe two weeks later, asylum called me. They called my cell phone. Wow. Know how the hell. You know what I mean? They do they really mess with our camera. Wow, bro. Yeah, they call they directly hit my cell phone line. I'm hey yeah, this is AR from uh Warner Brother man, Asylum. I was like, damn, for real? Okay. I kind of, I kind of parlayed on they deal for like a week. I sit on it. Yeah, 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 man. I sat on they deal for like a week. I just didn't bite. I was trying to see other options, and uh, at that point of time, that was still the best thing I had seen because I think Atlantic, Atlantic had came at me, but they wasn't talking the numbers that uh, Asylum was with Warner, and Warner was giving me, and Warner was giving me the option to move up. You know what I'm saying? If Buggy did really? us any numbers, they move. They was gonna move me up to Warner. So I was like, bet. You know what I'm saying? So I took that shit, and a week later, Universal called me, man, with a better deal than I that shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. Signed with Asylum, and a week later, Universal called me with a better deal than any fucking thing. Dang, man. So, like, what was the deal? Like, are you at liberty to uh, discuss what the deal was, what the offer was? Oh, yeah, man. I'm, yeah, I'm totally out there works, out there right now. So, yeah, I can talk about whatever. Uh, they gave me a, uh, they gave me a million dollar deal on a three album, a three album uh, sign. Wow. With 500 up front and, you know, 500 to be worked out. Wow, man. I was like, you know, just just hearing those numbers, man, like, you know, to go from what you before to actually being in a labor situation with some real serious money on the table, man, like, how did that Because I'm pretty sure you are. Honestly, it was real crazy, man. Like, for me, I th- at the time I was 18 years old, I went to sleep with maybe 300 bucks. I woke up the next morning and had 500000 in my account. You know, that was crazy, man. So the first thing I did was call my mama, like, Mom, quit your job. She wow. was like, boy? I said, man, quit. I'm finna come meet you. I got to show you something. Pulled up right. on her, showed her my, uh, showed her my bank statement. Like, I just left the bank. I just pulled out this much for you to go get you a car. But this is what I still got left in there. She lost it. <laughs> wow. Man, y'all getting the exclusive right now, man. This is exclusive right now, man. man you no, know, I'm just sitting here, man, like really tripping out on this, man. Like, because that's, that's how. So, when that came into position, did, what, was, was there a visual um, in place already, or the visual came after the deal? Yeah, the visual, the visual didn't come to after the deal. Because. Uh, it was so. I mean, once once I actually signed with them, man, I was I was doing so much work because I was really kind of 
behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, the song had been touched and went so many places to where it was really out of our reach. People didn't know how to get in contact with us. So by us signing with that major, it kind of gave them that link to where they could find us. And, man, we were so backed up. I think I was working for probably the next four or five months constantly, like four days a week, like just for the next four or five months. So it was just, shit, it was constant work. The video didn't come till maybe two, three months after. That was your first video ever, like video experience ever? Yes. Okay, so this was this is different when you got the label involved shooting the video. It's definitely a different from... Yeah, it's definitely you know, different, yeah, than us. Because, you know, uh, I mean, it wasn't my actually... Like, the first video I ever shot was with the Rally Boys. Right. Yeah, me and Young P were supposed to be Young Rally. But this here, actually, this actually setting, this was real deal, man. I'm talking about... We, and then we shot it at my crib, you know what I'm saying, the house I had just bought. So I woke up that morning, man, and there was 20, 30 white cats in my crib putting up smoke machines and cameras and makeup artists and shit all over, man, models and shit just walking around. So, yeah, that was a real crazy experience. Man, so, like, how did, how did you – how did you – since everything like how long did it take you to really like because I mean you gotta understand like you said you 18 you know coming to the block to being with the fame and, 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 and everything that came along you know that comes along with fame yeah I mean it I I kind of it kind of never really just dawned into me because you know, the situation never really changed. You know, I didn't change my circle. I didn't I didn't change, you know, how I rocked and what I did. So I mean it kinda it kinda took a time took some time for me to actually realize like damn I'm the real man. People do you know, people do know me. Damn, this is this shit really is big. But I know for a second, man, it kinda was just you know, it wasn't really a change. I just was a little richer. <laughs> right. Did it ever get did it ever get some point to where uh um, go uh or whatever without having um you know I, I couldn't I can I couldn't hear you. Did it ever get to the point to where you know you couldn't really move around like you really wanted to because of your celebrity? Oh yeah, man, it did, it did. I say around uh 2009, 2010, it was just, it was real bad and just in the state of Texas, period, man. Wow. It, yeah, it was real. I remember one instance, I was uh, I was in the mall with my mom, and uh, they had rushed us up in Dillard's. I was in Dillard's, and they ambushed us. I'm taking pictures, and uh, but I'm really trying to get up out of there. I got a flight to catch. My mom finna take me to the airport, so I'm a uh, trying to hurry up, but I'm out taking the pictures. And this one chick, man, she was so ecstatic. Like, she just couldn't get right. She kept crying and falling. And I was like, oh, my God, this is outrageous over me? <laughs> like, really? That's, man, that's crazy, man. Like, so you ended up, like, what? What? what's some of the places that um, Dougie took you to? As far as shows and stuff like that, that you've never been to, and that was amazing. 
Oh man, I mean this that song took me everywhere, man. I didn't been in every state in the nation, man. I'm talking about shit from Hawaii to Seattle, man. Uh I never thought it'd take me overseas, man, but it by God's grace, man, it took me to Germany. Are you serious? Yes, yes, yes. We were we went and did a tour in Germany. What was that? Two years ago. How was the fans? Um, how was the, the the fans over there, man? Like, to oh you, man, they, that was beautiful, man. Beautiful, so much love, man. I, I never, I you would never believe that they just really own American music like that, man. It's crazy. I mean, I had cats, uh, coming for features and all this, man. I mean, the love was mad, crazy, mad real. Wow. Did it ever get, um, I know with, you know, with, with popularity, but you know, to um, a point to where um, you have to um, change yourself up a little bit, um, disconnecting people or whatever. I mean, anything happen like that? Uh, no, nah, I never just had a situation like that, but but uh, I didn't have some, some crazy situation. Did it ever, um, did it ever get to a, a point? Um, you, know, you know how your celebrity man, like, did did it ever get to the point to where it? I, I can't really hear you, bro. You're breaking up. Did it ever get to the point where you feel you? Uh, I still I still can't hear you. Let me try to uh, move around real quick. Kind of breaking up, but yeah, okay. Where, um, my mama got she not pulled out, she's been trying to tell you. Come on, let me take this picture, y'all. Uh, come on, Jada, your baby. Come on, yeah, baby. baby. Come on, take that off. Yeah, I, I, I think I can hear you now, bro. Can you hear me? Yeah. Boys, well, the, 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 the album, the album itself. You had some a two-year deal with Asylum. Yeah, 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 three-year deal. Yeah. All right. After that, 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 uh, it was two albums or three years, two albums or. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, one, one mixtape, two albums. Cut that obligation. I'm pretty sure it was more opportunities on the table. Um, what transpired like after? Yeah. Uh, uh, man, that that situation had took a hey, come on. that situation had took a turn for the left. So it it just it, it turned out it turned out all bad, real sour. So I just once I fulfilled all my destiny. I just walked away, man, with a clean slate. Wow. Label deals. You say what, well, man? You um after that situation, um, would you do another label deal, or you would rather stay the independent route? Uh, yeah, man. I as a as me me myself, I will stay independent because, and I'm only saying this because after after taking this label deal, I I built I built my own little personal platform, and I'm already known a lot of places, so it's a lot easier for me. But to some cats, you know, a deal may be what it is. But as of me right now, I wouldn't take one. I can make way more money. Just doing my, you know, just doing me. Right. From, um, from the experience and everything that, that you've learned from that experience. I, c- I couldn't hear the end of you say from the experience. Right? You pretty much learned the game and grew up in the game and learned. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. So I, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't, me, myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign a deal. Not unless it was a, a cash money deal or something, man, where they giving me some couple hundred million or something. Right, right. So right now, um, what's, what's, what's in the works for uh, the wheel right now? Like, what, what can we expect from the wheel? Oh, man, for me, man, y'all can, uh, I'm getting ready to drop a new album, Late Nights, Early Flights, and dropping in January. I got my own label popping right now, man, Section 8 Entertainment. And uh, we just we just working, man. I got my own publishing company. You know, I've been writing for cats. I'm just really starting to let the world know now that I'm writing new creative ink publishing. So we just working, man. Wow. Anywhere we can expect something new from um from Lil Will in January. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Okay, um, um, man, this is kind of difficult. Um, take a couple of these emails, and um, you want to go ahead and do some shout outs, man. Do your shout outs right now. Ah uh, man, I want to shout out to the whole Section Eight camp, my Creative Inc. partners. Shouts out to the whole city, man. Trooper D, that you know what I'm saying, and we still working, man. That's just what it is. And uh, your social platforms for anybody that want to um, reach Lil Will, want to work with Lil Will, um, how could they reach you? Oh, they can reach me at LilWill.com. That's L-I-L-W-I-L.com, or they can get at me on any social site, man, slash Lil Will. That's L-I-L-W-I-L. Most definitely, man. I wanted to ask you too, man, before we get out of here, I know you got a lot going on. Um, 
an opportunity, man, to, to um, speak to any up and coming artists or anybody that wants to um, aspire to Oh, yeah, man. I like I say, man, is you know, persistence and consistency is the key, man. If you continuously dropping nice music, man, they go, they gotta listen to you. You know what I'm saying? So if you really, if you really with this and you really down for it, man, just stay persistent, stay consistent, you know, and stay, stay in love with your craft, man. I always find new things to spark your mind and, you know, keep you back intrigued with this, man. As long as you got that, you're gonna win. I promise you. And before we get out of here, Will, I wanted to, um, I got to um, ask you one of these, uh, one of these questions from you. No, man, like, um, being on the side of the game, on the other side of the curtains, man, he wanted to know, um, I couldn't really hear you, fam, what you say? I want to um, ask you one of the one of these questions from one of your fans from uh, from Sacramento. His name is Michael. Okay. Wanted to know, being that you've been in the game, really in the game, on the other side with labels and everything, he wanted to know if the Illuminati was real or not. <laughs> they ain't never came at me, man. <laughs> That's what I can say. You know, they ain't never came at me. I ain't never got no crazy uh, ultimatums or anything, man. So, you know. There you go, Michael. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the question right there. Well, man, I'm going to let you, man. I know you with the fam, man, doing family stuff, man. You busy, bro. Man, I just want to thank you, man, for the time out your business, man, to come in and chop it up with us for a little while, bro. And it's, it's just it's all love. You got to definitely come back and do the show again. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, bro. That's a definite, man. I appreciate y'all for reaching out, man. Most definitely, man. I appreciate you, bro. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Dub and my special guest, Lil Will. We out. Why not?